Howdy, folks. From about 1,100 feet above sea level at the desert floor with temperatures soaring well over 105 degrees, coming to you live from Tempe, Arizona. We are inside Studio CRE with Country Road Entertainment. My name is Eddie Smith. I'm your host today, uh, as per usual. Uh, today, we got a special guest in the, uh, the studio with us. He is a uh, local favorite from Tucson, Arizona. Um, and we're talking about... Uh, an, and I have to agree. I've seen her, some of his music. Uh, I've seen some of his videos. This guy is outstanding. Um, this is actually a first time for us to meet, but uh, we got awards from 2016 Nash Next Arizona Champion, uh, 2016 Nash uh, Next Top Ten National Finalist, and so on. Uh, his name is Billy Shaw Jr. Very multi-talented musician. The fella even plays the fiddle. And you know, over here we are big fiddle fans. So let's bring him on the air. And uh, yeah, I could see him here backstage having a a laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Howdy, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, Eddie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, sir. Welcome to the show. Is your dog still there? No, she she kind of went off now. Yeah, she was attacking me during sound sound check. I don't know. The dog to be a part of the show. I like. It. <laughs> does the dog does the dog play an instrument too? Oh, the howl, yep, yeah, howl. <laughs> yeah. Is that a special ukulele? It, a little bit, yeah. We oh. might hear it. We might hear it a little later. We'll see. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, again, uh, everybody uh, was saying that this is Billy's first time on the air with us. Actually, the first time we've ever done anything with Billy Shaw, and um, we're really excited to have him here. Uh, Joanne Nelson from Los Angeles popping in. Say hello. And we got a, a Roxy Robinson. Roxy, what's up, Roxy? I love how um, when we have musicians on the air and their fans come on and start <laughs> with everybody else. It's awesome. Hey, Debbie. Show that support. You're right. I, that's a, this is cool. I like your setup. I get to see everything pops up on the screen. This is great. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, wifey. <laughs> Wife number one. I'm sure mine will pop in eventually. Here. Fred, Fred from staff. All right. Look at this. 
Well, we got quite the crowd coming in here. This is great with being like stuck in my house all the time. It's good to good to see some people here. Oh yeah. Well, hey Roxy, Debbie, Jessica, Fred, Charlie. Oh, and we got uh Tammy Whitaker. Uh, Hi everybody, welcome to the show. Love you too. <laughs> you have any uh questions or comments? Uh as you can see, we will definitely be taking them. So, Billy, with all this weirdness going on this year, um yeah. The uh, hashtag 2020, please make it over. Um, what have you been up to when you, because there was so many of you out there and obviously you couldn't work. We couldn't work because you're not working. Right. And so we've been stuck here in the studio. Have you got anything new coming out anything exciting happening? Not, not as the moment we we've been talking about getting in the studio, but then that's, you know, that's, that's kind of a tough thing to do right now too. trying to get a bunch of people in a small room. So maybe do a, do a one person at a time type of deal. But, um, we do need to get in the studio. We've done some lives, you know, from, from, from home here just to, right. just to, you know, get out there and then do some music for people and maybe raise some money for, for local musicians. We did some fundraising and whatnot. So, but right on what kind of fundraising did you do? We did like an all day, uh, kind of around the time that that uh, Country Thunder was supposed to take place. We, okay. did like, we did like an all day Tucson festival and and did a different uh, artist every hour, and 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 pulled in some money for the artists. and And I've done a few lives myself uh, where I'm not keeping the donations and uh, I passing the donations on to other, other musicians or people that are in need that, you know, then I have a day job besides my music and I've been fortunate enough to work from home for my day job. So I, I'm trying to help out those that aren't so lucky that don't have the day job or, or they're, they have to stay home. They don't have a job right now. So I had no idea you had a day job. <laughs> That's right. I do. <laughs> wow. Do you work for your wife? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No, I, I got a day job and the night job. The music's the night. I just got two jobs. That's all. I just wow. I love the music. Well, I got I have two, fortunately, and I burned both out of here. And then <laughs> my wife, God bless her, she works for us part time. And we just, <laughs> when I say it's a family business, I was able to convince my daughter for school credit. I'm not really sure if they're going to accept it, but she, oh, <laughs> no, she's at church camp, so she's now watching this. But. Um, <laughs> But we got her now doing data entry for us on the website and everything like that. So it's definitely, definitely a uh, um, uh, family deal over here. You must have seen. So she said that was a great show. Okay. We did something similar. We had a, um, you know, and, and, and that camaraderie in music in Arizona is amazing. And there was a uh, local musician and his um, girlfriend. She's a singer. They had um, her brother was in a really bad accent. So we did an eight hour live stream up here. And um, it looks like it went a little fuzzy. Podcast people won't care about that. Oh, good. It's not. It's not the beer. I thought it was. I thought it was my <laughs> beer. You're getting blurry there. Oh well, yeah, that would be the whiskey. But uh, <laughs> we did a seven or eight, I think it was a seven and a half hour stream, and I produced it. Wow, what a lot of work! But we had so many. Like we had musicians coming in like every thirty minutes, right. um, both on site as well as coming in remotely. It was a, a ton of fun. Raised a lot of money. They haven't announced it. I know it was a lot, but they haven't announced what it was. Yeah, that's but, great. You're right. You're right about the camaraderie, though, and and with the music. I mean, it's just yeah. it's it's awesome. It's not a uh, it's not like a. I mean, it's competitive in a sense, but it's also a competitiveness aside, everybody wants to see everybody do well. And when someone's in need, 
everybody comes out yeah. and helps. It's it's, it, it's cool. amazing. Like seriously, and I've been involved in a few of these, and it's like they, you, you get on the phone, you start making calls, and you'll get you know nine yeses before you get a I may have a gig that day. Yeah, you know, or let me get right. I mean, just it's amazing. They just jump right on it. Everybody oh, yeah. wants to help. Yeah. Although I feel bad when people don't really talk and then they try to do these fundraisers at the same time. <laughs> and then you got one that's got like 12 bands, you know, oh. all day when they really only need it six and the other one gets nobody. I mean, I was at a at one years ago and I got a text. Hey, you need to come down here. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, fine. I was here last night, but I'll, I'll come down. I walk in and a band was packing up and I'm like, where's your next one? They're like, we don't have one. I'm like, you have four hours left in this fundraiser, guys. <laughs> That'd be a problem. Yeah. Logistics. Logistics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So what do you do for um, a day job, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. No, I don't mind you asking. I, I sit at a computer all day and I crunch. I'm a, I do, I guess the short answer would be I do data analysis for the automobile industry. Oh. So I'm a I'm a I'm a wildcat. I went to the University of Arizona. My uh, I've been doing music my whole life since I was a little kid. But my I have a degree in applied mathematics, and so I okay. do I do math and computer stuff for. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I have a similar background. I think we may have talked about it. I have um, a background in IT engineering, um, which I don't like using. <laughs> I, I just I don't 20, over twenty years in that field. It was brutal yeah i got lucky i got a, I, I got in with a good company it's like they're like family so i've been there i've been there ever since college so i, I i'm looking at this comment on your biography and I, yeah it says friends call billy a high-tech redneck mayberry <laughs> meets star trek after the george jones song yeah where did you come where, where did this start Smooth. It was just, it, I guess, because the song. Because I'm, I'm kind of like a, I'm a, you know, a Star Wars and Star Trek, and I, I'm a nerd. I'm a dork who I does am. music, and so that kind of fit as a high tech red. I grew up, you know, I grew up. I wouldn't say redneck. I was probably a hybrid redneck, white trash. <laughs> <laughs> Cars on blocks in the front yard, and you know, it was, it was, you know, it was. Hey, a, we it, had a gas pump in our front yard for a long yeah, time. Yeah. It was a. But it was a solid upbringing. I mean, my, we were poor, but my my mom, you know, taught me right. You know, I I got I got spanked when I got out of line, and she taught me how to respect other people. And we just didn't have all the 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 niceties that that, that other people may have had. But I didn't know any better. I didn't know until I got older and started to compare things with other people, friends. They're like, and I'm like, dang, <laughs> you know. But but yeah, so I was this. But I always loved technology, you know, mm -hmm. and as a kid, and so I but and all the nerdy stuff so high-tech redneck there you go okay no i and i can totally relate you know <laughs> one minute i could be coming back from the creek covered mud and then i'm up there on my apple II. you know i mean and i think it was 85 or 86 my mother bought a program thinking i was going to teach me you know um how to use a computer and i actually ended up learning basic yeah and i created my own my first uh, file manager, which was very similar to Windows 3.1 on a five and a quarter, whatever that big old floppy disk. Yeah, big old, when they were when they used to be floppy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was I had no idea what I was doing until I did it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, but couldn't do anything with it because I didn't have a hard drive. So yeah. all that's going to get loaded on there was what was on the floppy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, uh, yeah, it was it was a 
you know, born and raised in Tucson, Arizona, so I've always I've always lived here in Tucson, but uh-huh. but I've been around town living in different different parts, and I've visited you know all over the country for for different things. Well, I was involved in sports. I basically I did when I was a kid. I was bored at home. I did not want to be at home because I was bored uh-huh. out of my mind. If at home, so I signed up for anything I could do, and I in a if my mom couldn't get me there, I had, I would tag along with friends. I just found a way to get to baseball practice or, or, you know, my mom would call somebody and we carpool or, but I just, so music, same thing. When, when a, a lady, Oh, a lady walked into our fourth grade class and played the star Wars theme song on a violin. Nice. And so that did it for me. I'm like star Wars, you know? So I, I go home and I tell my mom, I'm, I'm signing up for the violin. You need to sign this form. And she's, she's like, uh, we don't, we don't have a violin. I'm like, that's right. They rent them. And she's like, we can't, we can't rent one, Billy. We, we can't afford a violin. And I said, well, I have to do this. So she said, let me call grandma. Cause you know, your grandpa who had passed away, he used to play. So maybe she's got, inst- so she did. She had this old violin in storage, didn't even have a case. So the first week I took it to school in a paper bag with the bow sticking out <laughs> the bag, and, and the teacher got me a case when, when we, you know, after that first week, but, and that started my, my music, but yeah, I was doing, little league and playing violin and I didn't know where I fit in. And I was a nerd. I was a nerd. I played sports and I played the violin and I got picked on. Totally, totally there. I played football and baseball <laughs> and then I was in the school band, you know, yeah. you had to make the choice. Well, was I actually going to play in the band at halftime that day or was I going to be in the game? <laughs> I was always picked on for that. Always. Oh, I, and I wanted to play football so bad, but I was not my mom for forbade that no football for you billy and she's it's probably good because i probably got killed i was not a big kid but i was fast so then i went out for track instead of football and and which was a good thing and it worked i ended up you know getting a scholarship and and track and cross country and ended up doing okay at it see i was a uh um uh, i was on the defensive line and (laughs) i was born a brick house and right now i have covid weight but i (laughs) low extra 15 pounds but i was i was big and i was fast and i was mean you know (laughs) yeah see i I wasn't i wasn't very mean (laughs) i had to be mean i was mean because everybody was always picking on me well yeah you got you gotta especially uh, especially we're gonna play football well and the thing is is you know i was in that world because well because of my size i wasn't uh fat per se but um i was in varsity when i should have been in jv so they were always picking on me so i just when i got on the field i was just I used my anger as a weapon. <laughs> I took it out on the other team. Roxy has a great question here. Um, how many instruments do you play, Billy? <laughs> you know, I play. I don't play as many as I used to because I just haven't played them. But I, you know, obviously, in in a given show, you know, mostly fiddle and guitar plus uh-huh. plus singing. But but I also do. You know, I might bring out the harmonica or mandolin in shows. Back in the day, I used to. Uh, in church, when I did church music, I played drums and I played bass and play a little, a little bit of keys, but a little jaw harp. <laughs> wow! So you're all over the place. Anything I g- want to grab and 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 you know, basically, I played violin for m- most of my childhood or all of it. And when I went to college, I kind of got bored because I was trained classically, and and I got bored of the classical music, and I just I just didn't want to do it anymore. So. I uh, put it away, what I thought was for good, and and I'm like, hey, let's get guitar. Guitar's cool, you know. Girls uh-huh. love guitar, you know. When you're going to college, you know, you want to be cool. So, I bought a cheapy guitar and and started to learn how to play guitar and did that. And then 
later, you know, the violin came back into play when, when, when it was like, someone asked me, Hey, can you play fiddle? And I'm like, I don't know, let's give it a shot. That sounds like fun. And then I, then I knew I'm like, that's how I was meant to play it. I, you know, I, I, nothing wrong. I, I mean, the classical background helped me tremendously and just the foundation, but the passion of just being able to fiddle was, was where my heart was at. And then I, I had a kind of a rekindling of love for the, for the violin at that point. Excellent. You know, a lot of people actually tell me that they started playing in college to, um, to meet girls. Yeah. A lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you an example. Like Ryan um, Bexley, uh, he's out in Nashville now. I don't know if you know him. He, I know the name. Yeah. yeah, he played a lot. Like when 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 he was here in college, he played um, uh, football at ASU. He's a Sun Devil. Yeah, you know. And you see, oh, you guys with Tucson. Whenever I mention the Sun Devils, like, I know. I'm I, I'm I'm biting my tongue right now. <laughs> well, you can't see it. Okay, so I so you know my you know my wife and my you know um is you know from Tucson. She's you know big Wildcat fan. Oh yeah. Go but cats. she doesn't watch the games, but she's a Wildcat fan. And then, and then the kids are, are programmed this way. So nobody wants any Sun Devil stuff in the house. So the only thing that I have, and I told everyone it's off limits, and it's behind me on a shelf, and it's off, it's off frame right now, but you can see it from when you look in the door. And that's a testament to it's my office. It's my studio. <laughs> and you will be reminded that you know, your father likes the Sun Devils. Hey, hey, yeah, it's true. That's your house, man. That's, that's yeah. how it goes. But I'm not allowed to have anything else. So I'm actually getting hor- cornhole boards made. One's one's got the Sparky on it, and then one's got the Wildcat. And All right. we'll, we'll see who wins there. It's Wilbur, by the way. Wilbur. Wilbur. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Wilbur. Wilbur the Wildcat. Wilbur. I'm just yep, in case anyone's down the hall. Wilbur. <laughs> really that's the best i could come up with come hey, on that's working man Wilbur's the bomb man <laughs> well and you know drew cooper was a cheerleader for them right i you know i didn't know that until i until i saw his interview yeah you know and i know i know drew but i had i did not know that about him so that, i that thought was, that was cool and i was reading so you know that was cool when i was reading up on him ahead of time um, I asked him during the sound check. I'm like, am I reading this right? And he says, yeah, man. I'm like, and it's cool. I mean, look at the size of the guy. Oh, he, he could have held like seven cheerleaders. I mean, yeah. the, whole, the whole pile, you know, how cool would that, you know, I mean, I think that's just killer. I think that's awesome. That is pretty cool. I, if I, I would have done it if I could have. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we got uh apostle James, Brad Miller saying, Hey y'all. Hey. Alex wants to know what your favorite song is that you've ever written. Oh, you know, they always say, <laughs> they always say it's always the last song you've written, but uh-huh. I, I do have one favorite songs because of the, of the circumstance. I, I surprised my wife and, and, uh, down here in Tucson, one of the local country stations, um, Kim FM, we did, we did, uh, they were doing this 10 minute tune. They'd call artists in to write, write a song in 10 minutes. They give them a topic. And I had been in there several times to do that. And, so I prearranged with them that they were going to call me in for one, but I'd actually secretly written a song to propose to my then girlfriend, Jessica. And so live on the air, I, I wrote this song and I proposed to her live on the air. So that will always go down as my all time favorite song. But, but other than that, it's always the last one you've written. Oh, okay. But you haven't written any new ones, huh? I, I have new ones. I have new you ones. You do have new ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Did, do you have one prepared for us later on here? Uh, yeah, I got, I got some I can play. Yeah, you got nice. it. Nice. Nice. 
the I, I just I, I can't believe so you wrote one and you proposed to your now wife with it. I, I think every girl just melted in the audience right now. Oh, well, I was a nervous wreck because it was live on the radio, and I'm like, what if she says no? I was pretty sure she's going to say yes, but and actually, the, what got me really nervous is I was about halfway through the song and she hadn't realized that I was proposing to her yet. So then I was like, I hadn't considered that option that we get done with the song and she doesn't even realize that would be, but she finally picked up on it. <laughs> That's funny. That reminds me of like, so, so I'm on my second marriage and my wife is amazing. Um, and I have to say that, I mean, she's just, oh man, she's so cool. Um, nice, chill, you know, country girl. But um, she, I, I remember, and it should have been a, a sign, but I remember when I was uh, 20, 21 years old proposing to my first wife and she um i i was kind of doing it offside so no one could see it but there was literally a whole group of people that were within earshot waiting to come around the corner and when i asked her <laughs> she, she just started looking down going i, I don't i don't know oh no <laughs> so i so i got up and i said to her i'm like it's okay just say maybe for right now because <laughs> Oh man, that is rough. That is so hard. I mean, it's just like, oh, you're you're already nervous as it is. Well, my and my best friend was like, bro, um, <laughs> taking that right there because that because <laughs> up until the vows, he was still trying to get me off that altar too. Oh, that's that's what dudes do, you know. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, bro, I'm gonna rescue you. We're getting out of here. I'm like, what? He said, we'll go to Vegas for four days until this all blows over and you'll be fine. Of course, he he was single, right? He's single. No. Well, he wasn't. No. Oh, wow. That's that's weird. Because usually usually the married ones are like, they want you to join the club because <laughs> misery loves company. You know? Well, that, well that's that's what her sister tried for years. Uh, Matter of fact, it got to the point where I ended up having to move out of my house and her sister moved in the next morning. <laughs> I mean, it, it turned in. I went over there one day, and the whole place was trash. It was like a giant slumber party. Oh. And when and we went to get to back together at one point, my um, uh, ex's sister was not pleased at all. She's like, "Does that mean I have to move out?" But we're having uh, so much fun here. And I'm like, "Is this a game to you?" <laughs> I think it is. Sometimes I think. Oh it my! Is. And she was just that. The house was destroyed. <laughs> Lord. Alex is taking notes from you. Yeah, I can say that. It, 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 Jessica, all the feels. Oh. That, I, you got to give the guy credit. I mean, how romantic is that? But if she had said no. Well, yeah, that's like, rough. That, that would be rough, but we'd still be talking about that right now. Going, yeah, and, how does that feel? And I would have burned the song. <laughs> it would be no more. Fred wants you to play the Def Leppard cover. I don't know if we can play that on the air because of the um, uh, BMI stuff. Yeah, they they start muting everything and yeah. stuff. Well, on the songs that we play here on the air, so I I do go through um, one company for licensing, Epidemic yeah. Sound. I need to I need to become an affiliate with those guys. They are awesome. Um, and then at the beginning of the cast, like we try to play local musicians, and we go at random. So like whoever's like, there's a lot of new singles and um, EPs uh, coming out up here. So we we kind of rotate them through to give everyone a shout. Oh, Roxy watched it live. Yeah, I was on. They did a Facebook live. They always do Facebook uh, lives while they're doing those ten minute tunes or whatnot. So okay. yeah, it was it was live on Facebook. It was live on the radio. It was I was shaking. I had unintended vibrato in my voice. It was. <laughs> oh really? 
Well, good for you, man. <laughs> Jessica's all Jessica's gonna have like a nice cocktail and a kiss for you after the show. Yeah, for yeah. Up, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm messaging my wife over here, going, "Can I have more more water, please?" Yeah. <laughs> she runs, so she'll watch. She might watch it in the other room, like with the kids or something like that on the big screen. And then what she does is she's she runs stuff back and forth in the studio. She's a multi-purpose right there. I like that. Yeah, dude, she's awesome. As a matter of fact, my no, did did you see um, the broadcast? What was it last week? I think it was. So there's there's since I was 20 years old, I love to cook. I love to grill. I've always wanted a smoker. You want to talk about funny doorbell rings right before I go on the air the other day or something. Yeah, it was about a half hour or something right before a show. And I'm in the kitchen with my daughter. My wife comes in, throws a box on there. And she's like, well, your father's day gift is all screwed up. And of course I'm looking, I'm like, you bought me a cover for a smoker. It's like, well, like smoker didn't come here yet. I'm like, well, you, know, you could have just hid the thing. <laughs> so the cover came first. That's great. <laughs> well, and actually I'm excited because it's actually sitting right outside the front door waiting for me. It showed up. Oh, the show. my, my, my favorite is brisket. Oh, but dude, we're going to be doing one soon. So you need to come oh. in and bring the wife. I'll do it. We, I will. We will, I will travel for brisket. Dude, come up. We got the pool going. My wife will make margaritas and Oh and, yeah. You know, dude, it's 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 a hell of a time. I, we we love it too because I'll set up a um a a, a soundboard and uh, a couple of speakers and maybe a monitor out there. And if anybody happens to bring a guitar, it happens a lot. <laughs> My kids are my kids love it. Like random musicians will show up and just grab a guitar off the wall and start playing. Hey, that's what they're for. That's it. That's it. I love it. So let's see here. Well, let's let's um switch gears. Let's let's play. Figure if we can get a couple of your um your songs in today, it'd be pretty great. Sure. For those of you just tuning in, uh, this is Billy Straw Jr. Oh, then right here is uh, there you go. Billy Straw Jr. out of Tucson, Arizona. Now we're going to have him play one of his originals right now. And then when we come back, I want to talk about all these flipping awards you have, dude. Sure. I want an award. <laughs> Again, who talks the most all year? That's Eddie Smith. Saw <laughs> so you walking on a Saturday night. Dance floor was hopping, I was thinking I might Drink up some courage and ask you to dance My heart did two-step when you said yes One day led to another, then three, then four After each one, I walked to the door Hoping that you might be my last first kiss Baby, let's do this Don't leave my lips hanging You got my heart racing Let's both lean in like they do on TV. My heart can't wait another beat. Don't leave my lips hanging. You got my head spinning. Can't you see me over here with lips like a duck? Come on, baby girl, seal the deal, pucker up. Kids 
kisses later, it was early in the spring. I finally wised up and bought you that ring. Got down on one knee and asked for your hand. My heart nearly burst when you said yes. Six months later, you're walking down the aisle. Still can't believe you're gonna be by my side. I said I do. You said hell yeah, preacher said I kiss your bride. Don't leave my lips hanging. You got my heart racing. Let's both lean in like the two on TV. My heart can't wait another beat. Don't leave my lips hanging. You got my head spinning. Can't you see me over here with lips like a duck? Come on, baby, go seal the deal, pucker up. It's normally a guitar solo here. People always ask how we keep our spark. Well, it's not just the things that we do in the dark. It's the way that we show our love each day. Sometimes it's a gift, sometimes it's a take. She'll be sitting on the couch watching sports with my boys. Hooting and hollering, making some noise. And I'm kicking back with all of her friends. Watching the Kardashians. Don't eat my heart again. You got my heart racing. Let's both lean in like we do on TV. My heart can't wait another beat. Don't leave my lips hanging. You got my head spinning. Can't you see me over here with lips like a duck? Come on, baby, go seal the deal, pucker up. really give the kardashians a shout in that I, we, we did we did because it's something you know it was kind of it was, the song was about that that you know that nervousness of trying to trying to get that first kiss this this girl you're just crazy about and you're nervous you want to get that first kiss and then you're in that position where you'll just do anything for each other you know she's doing she's hanging with my boys with me and she's she's and i'm hanging with the girls and we're doing the girl thing she's doing the boy thing and about sharing you know sharing and compromising I don't know. <laughs> just I heard Kardashian. That's yeah. a good song. Now, is that available on an um on an album or that one? That one not yet. We don't have that one. We haven't gone to studio with that one. That one's one of my newer ones. Um, the only ones we've kind of gone to studio and demo is my cowboy at heart and uh, and yeah. the one I proposed to my wife. The I will if you say I do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do need I need to get in and get a proper. Proper, you know, I just I write these songs. I do I do rough demos of them, and then I and then I, and then I move on. I just haven't gotten to the point where I've tried to make a full CD. I've just got odds and ends out there, and and then a notebook full of unfinished songs. Oh wow, you you need to get with uh, uh, Donnie Grubb. You know Donnie? No, dude. Well, you have to give, guy, me give me some info. Yeah, I'll get you some of Donnie. No, so he he's got the Donnie Grubb band up in AJ, but he is. Um, God, he's a hell of a musician, but he does a lot of recording. He's, he's, he always says he's got a, I don't, the studio is in an undisclosed location. No, yeah, idea. you don't want, you don't want people to know where your gear oh. is. 
<laughs> but yeah, there's he's got a bit of gear. But um, actually, yesterday it was funny. He was playing on an acoustic guitar and it was literally falling apart. He had the neck screwed on with drywall screws. He's had that. <laughs> he was like, bro, this is like the first guitar I ever bought. I'm like, wow. But he, um, but yeah, he he does tracks. He does he records tracks out of there for like musicians in Nashville and stuff. Oh yeah, so Jessica's chatting. That was her. She wanted me to work that line in. So she nice. she she actually helps with a lot. Like that whole hook, the whole "Don't Leave My Lips Hanging." That was her. We I was coming off stage at a show one night, and she was trying to give me a kiss, and I I didn't notice she was trying to give me a kiss, uh-huh. and so she's like, "Hey, don't leave my lips hanging." And we both looked at each other, We're like that's a song. So then I I went and. And then she had a couple lines. She says, work this in somewhere, you know, you know, and, and so she, she helps a lot with the, with the songs and, and, you know, some of the lyrics and whatnot, she'll, she'll put little pieces in and I'll fill in the in-betweens. <laughs> don't you love when you have that like husband and wife team thing going on? Yeah. Cause I know yeah. that's what we have here, you know, uh, speaking of here's wife number two, I knew she was going to show up. There's my darling <laughs> wife, Mrs. Smith. Hey, Carly. <laughs> like the moment I like, I feel bad for the, everybody on the, uh, the podcast because I can't see what's going on. But for those of you listening on the podcast, and now it's probably Tuesday when you're hearing this, uh, <laughs> just go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to YouTube and you can, you can watch them stream, you know, watch all, watch yeah, all the comments pop up. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're laughing. That's funny. <laughs> so let, let me go back to this screen. Uh, Mr. Producer. <laughs> who failed and lost the screen again. <laughs> okay, so I'm counting in your bio. You have, um, and we talked about this in your intro, you got five awards now? Sure. I, 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 if you say so, I, I, I don't really keep track, so to speak. I'm aware of, I've, uh-huh. I've done some pretty cool things that I've been blessed I, and be lucky. I'm being modest right there. See how modest he's being at <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of it's luck. A lot of it's you know, it's hard work too. I mean, you got to put in the work. But even if yeah. we put I, the thing is, I know so many people that are that put in more work than I do. So and 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 they, you know, and and people that put in less work and they and they're very successful. And it's just you know, sometimes you're in the right place at the right time and and do the right thing, sing the right thing. You know. Well, you know, a lot of that really, I mean, that's that's such a strong statement. Right time, you know, right place, right time. That is such a testament to, you know, for, to a lot of musicians. And I mean, I know with Country Road, when I created it, I happened to create it at the right time. And originally it was just supposed to be this little itty bitty tiny hobby. And if you told me three and a half years ago, I would be doing it for a living. I would have laughed at you, you know? Yeah. It was just something that was annoying to me at the time. I liked doing it, but I didn't like doing it. And I didn't really, yeah. you know. but I've talked to musicians that like, I mean, that literally we're doing something completely different, you know, for, for decades. And then one person hears them sing. And the next thing you know, they're being whisked away and being offered gigs on, you know, you know, talk shows and Hey, you need to work with these songwriters and Oh, we got the doggy back. So she's trying, she's trying to get part of the show. She's hopping up on the laps. <laughs> Jessica wants to know who's, are you, are you asking your husband? Who's your oh. favorite artist? Who's my favorite artist? Wow, you know that's a tough one because it depends. Be it depends at what age. But when, so when I was a kid, though, so my first kind of introductory, you know, my my parents, we had albums back then, things that spin around in a circle, and uh, we, uh, I listened to. Oh, we got another dog, dog number two. <laughs> Kisses. <laughs> and uh, 
so yeah, so we, I mean, my dad, we had the Beatles, we had Barbara Streisand, but we had, and we had Willie Nelson and we had Kenny yeah. Rogers. That was, so I, as a young kid, Kenny Rogers, the gambler, yeah. you know, King of Oak street. I, I just, so as a kid, Kenny Rogers was my, my hands down favorite. Of course, then I went through many musical changes over my life. I mean, I listened yeah. to everything. So, and then kind of came back to, to country in, in, in college, but still I had a mix. I like, I just like good music. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what it is, but definitely country's more in my, my wheelhouse of favorites, but I, I certainly like other, other stuff, you know, it's just, <clears throat> I like that storytelling and I like folky, you know, I like, I like listening to stories, you know? Well, and that's, you know, I mean, granted I was raised on country, but that's exactly why I fell in love with country was the stories. Yeah. Let me ask you this, this um, we'll, we'll compare, what is, do you have a first memory of hear, hearing Kenny Rogers for the first time? I have one, but I want to hear what you what yours was. Well, I I, I do. It was well, you know, we had that this particular one was actually a cassette tape. So yeah, I got I got a little tape recorder and and uh, had a little tape player and put the Kenny Rogers tape thing in there. And I and the when I heard the Gambler song, I just I played it. I must have played it over and over like a dozen times just that first time. And I was. First day I was running around house singing it, and that was, and I probably sang it for the next four years. <laughs> my, see, my first memory was, uh, I want to say it was around 84, 85, and um, my father was an, um, an over the road truck driver. And at the time, he was doing mostly loads for the family business, which was like a, uh, my grandfather was a, um, CEO um, or president of um, a food store company like Circle K. Oh, and, cool. And I remember we went. I mean, uh, we had picked up a load. Um, basically, it was a um, we filled the tanker with spring water out of a spring that we owned, the family owned, and we started heading down Route 22. And uh, still, it's crazy. I can remember this. It's dark out, and you know, and there's traffic everywhere. And then Kenny Rogers, the gambler, came up on the radio, and I was like, "Wow, this is so cool!" And I remember listening to all those guys on the radio. You know, Johnny Cash was still on the radio. Dolly yeah. Parton, Merle, you know, you know, it's like, yeah, exactly. Um, Johnny Cash, you know, later in life was my inspiration when I finally went into um, to music myself when I was playing, which, so would you, which one of those actually would you say? So the, these are your favorites, but which one would you say actually influenced your career and in, in your, in your songwriting? So I'll tell you what, I don't know about songwriting so much, but, but though I remember as a kid watching the Barbara Mandrell show, and she was multi-instrumental talented. And I remember watching that show and talking to my mom, you know, and, and saying, that's awesome. That'd be so cool to do that. And she, and she said, well, you, you can do that, Billy. You'll do it one day. Right. And, and as a child, I always thought, I'll do that. And by the time I got to high school and then in the college, I realized, or at least in my own head, I realized that's not something I'm ever going to do, you know. But as a child, I had that dream. And then later in life, I I realized that dream after much coaxing from from friends and family to take my music public but for the longest time i just i heard myself recorded once and the only thing i i couldn't stand it and so for most of my life i just i did comical stuff so if i did any type of singing i made a joke out of it and because i i didn't i didn't think i was any good <laughs> so so i spent most of my life just being not taking it seriously and just okay. because it was fun, but yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and the thing is though, is if, if you're not having fun doing it, then you need to not, 
do it. You know, the second this starts feeling like a chore to you, you're done. Do you yeah. have a special nickname, by the way, Bilky? Yeah, Bil- 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 no. So it's a, kind of a goofy story. My 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 wife works in the industry, so to speak. She's a social media guru, and she's worked with many artists, country music artists, and other companies. But so she one day she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna uh, we're going to, we're going out to see uh, you know Ronnie and, and Reba in in, in Vegas because uh, they're doing their residency show out there with." Ronnie Dunn and Kix Brooks and, and Reba. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. So we go out to Vegas and, and, uh, and then she's like, Oh, you know, Ronnie messaged her a caller or something. She says, he's got a, he's got a surprise for us. We have to, so, so we're, we're in Caesar's palace and we're going up to whatever the top, the penthouse and we knock on, uh, Oh, and on our way there, she says, how do you want me to introduce you? Do you want me to introduce you as, as Billy or as Bill? And I, I said, it doesn't matter. I mean, Billy's fine. I mean, that's, it does, but it doesn't matter. So Ronnie answers the door and, and she's like, oh, Ronnie, so this, this is my boyfriend, Bill. I mean, Billy. And Ronnie's like, well, which is it? Is it Bill or Billy? You know? And so <laughs> the whole night he started referring to me as Bill Billy. So I am known as Bill Billy by Ronnie Dunn. Oh, silly. Hold yeah. on, let me have the right track for that. <laughs> you got buttons. You got buttons. Oh, man, I got all kinds of stuff going on here. I actually would have more, but then we couldn't hear you. <laughs> For some reason, when they designed the board, they shared three of the buttons with my track or with the uh, channel that's actually coming in from the internet. When so, when you come in through the studio, you're routed back over USB to the board where I have it somewhat mixed, and then it pushes back out. But they share. I'm sharing digital space with sound effects. Exactly. Yeah. Those are my roommates, my digital roommates. All right. Yeah, if, yeah. If I hit it, nothing happens. Hey, cheers, everybody. Again, folks, for those of you just joining, this is Billy Shaw Jr. out of Tucson, Arizona, and this is uh, Inside Studio CRE with Country Road Entertainment. Be sure to smash that like button, give us a share, show us that you love us, and hit that follow button. Hit that follow button. See, all those little things are free, and it shows Facebook that you like us, and then it expands our our uh, reach. See, mom, uh, somebody likes us. That's right. <laughs> uh, oh, Jessica, I knew it was a typo, honey. I was just having fun with you and your husband. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we try to keep everything very laid back here. Um, you know, I, I like the that there we have like basic talking points, see where it goes, have fun with the audience, have fun with the the guest. I, I'm I'm not one for being a, a stiff inter- interviewer, you know. You know, someone told me one time, send me a list of questions. I sent them 20 random questions. They're like, okay, cool. I asked two of those questions. <laughs> yeah. Like, why'd you do that to me? And I'm like, because it's not how it works, man. No, there's no, there's no prepping. No. I mean, I could give you rough ideas. I mean, it, it, every interview has its standard questions. Sure. But, um, but if you want to, if you want to actually have fun, let, let the whole thing, it's a, it's a living, growing, changing thing during that hour. <laughs> your wife cracks me up we, we got we we got to get the her and carly together that oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure we, we, really might just, we might destroy your house you know it's just the way yeah. it goes you know it's been our house morning party was it our house morning? yeah it was our house spring party was um the same night as homecoming for my daughter and the house literally was destroyed for weeks i was finding beer cans and random plate they were in the bathrooms my wife was livid 
And she's like, you know, oh, you and your musician friends. I'm like, what do you want me to do? She's like, I don't know. I think we need to have, you know, stop inviting musicians over. I'm like, that's all my friends. That's it. Yeah, just, you know, just don't feed them. You, if you feed them, you'll never get rid of them. But if you don't feed them, you know, you, you can get rid of them. We have like, we have a desert scaping out front, but then I have this wild grass that I've been trying to get rid of. It's like that big, I call it the ducktail because it makes me, you know, picture when I'm hunting and there's this, you know, <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm looking at it when I pull in with my pickup truck and I just see this flash of light. I'm like, <laughs> hell, I'm looking in there. I'm pulling out can cores, light cans. I'm like, when were they even out front of the house? <laughs> in the pool? You know? uh, I think I have, I think I have like, Oh, I mean, literally just a few friends that are good friends that are not musicians. I mean, that would eliminate my whole circle. <laughs> <sighs> of course. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. You know, but you know, my, my wife is like super fun, but man, if you, if we annoy her, then it's like we get put into the corner. Oh, your corner. That's right. Well, no, you just do it without being told because you know you're in trouble. You just not, she's a mom, dude. She's got two kids, you know. But according to my mom, she's got three. Apparently, even at 41, I'm considered almost 41. I'm still considered one of the kids. Yep. And if and if one kid gets in trouble, they're all in trouble. <sighs> you just you know you're next. So it goes downhill. Goes downhill. <laughs> so you got another one you want to play for us? Sure. Awesome. Absolutely. What you got here now? Um. Why don't I do my proposal song that I did? Oh. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I knew I would be nervous saying this to you. So I put my words to song to ease my mind. Hoping that the music keep my message true. Make it to your ears for your heart to find If you think this song has a nice ring to it Then there might be a ring in it for you If you accept this song, it's my wedding vow By the end I hope you say I do you say I do, I say I will Hold the door for you even though you don't need me to I will tell you funny jokes when you're feeling down I will do all the household chores for you that you don't want to do I will stand up for you even though you can hold your own ground I will if you say I do, I say I will I know I make you crazy And I'm stubborn too But it's cause I'm crazy In love with you One needs not enough So I'll get down on two that's how much love I got for you If you think this song has a nice ring to it Then there might be a ring in it for you If you accept this song, it's my wedding vow By the end I hope you say I do 
say I do, I say I will. Watch romantic movies with you and watch them till the end. I will give you the TV remote even when I'm watching football. I will take long walks with you in the park while holding your hand. I will hold your purse for you while we're shopping at the mall. I will. If you say I do, I say I will. I don't do these things cause I think you need me to. No, I don't. The love I have for you. Oh, I will. And she did say yes, right? She did. <laughs> Otherwise, that song would be no more. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Oh, I think we caught up on the chat over there. Yay! Uh, yay! Well, hold on, Billy. Billy Shaw. Oh, for president. <laughs> Man, I do not want that job. I mean, I'd give it a shot, but yeah. I don't think really like it. No, you know. I, you know what I do? If I was, I'd say everybody love each other, and just that's enough. You love him, I love you. You love me, we love we. Let's let's just break it down. Everybody, everybody, hug, and and let's make everything right. And uh, that's, yeah, that's let's, just, let's just hug it out. I'm good with that. Yeah. Oh, need a lot of need a lot of hugging going on. I still want this whole year over with. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, it is. That, yeah. I, this is great. No one. No one had this on their, you know, no. five year plan or anything. Did it's, you did you see the news today? Uh Arizona spiked up to like 138%. I didn't I didn't see, but I've been noticing I kind of checked the numbers, so I, I didn't know the exact percentage, but I I watch I'm you know, because I'm a math nerd, it's terrible. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm watching hospital bed space and ICU numbers and percent positive testing. So I I'm I'm I checking numbers every so often just to see how things are doing. So, so what, what was it? What did they say? Like every, for every 15, I think there were eight positive or something like that. They were saying, I forget what the percentage. Yeah. Was. I want to say up now, I think up to currently, I think we're, I think we're about 15% uh, percent positive and we were it's somewhere around there, but we were, you know, when we, when we went off of restrictions, I think we were down around 5% or so. <clears throat> so we we're pretty low on the percent positives, but, uh, now it's you know it's you know it's a virus man it, it don't it doesn't care you know so it we, doesn't it doesn't discriminate no and you just you have know. to take your precautions if you like you know if i go to the grocery store i i wear my mask i have asthma so you know so i, I wear my mask and <clears throat> which is weird i was a runner but i had i had i had athletically induced asthma when i was a kid but now it's kind of progressed into i just have asthma oh, wow. <laughs> so I, I'll tell you, I, I had asthma, and then a few weeks ago, I decided to stop vaping, and wow, what oh. a difference. 
That'll do it. That'll do it. I, I yeah. smoked for decades, and then I wanted to get off of it, so I went to um, started vaping. And then uh, we're pretty sure I had COVID in December, and then I've had all – I mean, bad. Like, my breathing had gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. Then yeah. finally I said, I can't, I can't live like this. Because there was days I couldn't get out of bed because I'd walk down the hall and I would be winded. I'm like, I can't yeah. do with this. So It's tough, uh, yeah. Oh. No, so you have to – you know, just take your precautions. And if you're a high risk, you take extra precautions. And if you're healthy, you know, I guess you can get out there and mix it up and, and, and get over it and get your antibodies. And then, you know, it's just kind of a, a, a game of chess, I guess, is, is what we have to play, yeah. you know. Well, and there's so many different views on it. It just, it's crazy. It's, you know, some people say it's a scandal. Some people this. I think maybe it might have been blown up a little bit, but I don't know. It's a real thing. I mean, it, I it is in what, the healthcare industry. Yeah. And they're like, bro, it's yeah. you know it, what happened. Here's what happened: is is we we get this nasty virus comes over here, and the 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 information was we weren't getting a hundred percent of the information at the beginning. It was a little no. slow coming out because you know people didn't didn't want to get caught with their pants down, whatever, whatever the reason. So we didn't have all the information up front. And when this CDC and, and, and the WHO, when something like that comes out and, and it's kind of an unknown, then that's the knee jerk reaction is, is to over, cause you'd rather err on the side of side of being overprotective. And cause you don't know if it's like you know, the, the Spanish flu where it killed indiscriminately. In fact, it was more deadly for younger people, uh, than it was for the older people. I mean, so if you something like that, you have to keep everybody on lockdown. But then once you start to learn that it's it, it is mostly a, deadly to people with uh, other health issues or or, right. or people that are a little bit older, then then you have to then you can start treating it more in in terms of a, uh, a herd herd immunity type thing. But by then we've already overreacted and it's hard to come off those restrictions once you've been placed them because because then no one wants to get help you know get they don't want to be left holding the buck when it's time to well you said it was okay no one wants to be held responsible so then it's easier just to keep everybody on lockdown and it's you know it's but really if the people that are in the most serious risk if you keep you know those of us that need to stay away from it, we stay away from it get the healthy people out there and get them right. through it and then you have a backbone of, of immunity that you can, that's a wall in between all the rest of us that can now go out and, you know, cause they say vaccine, but you know, the vaccine's not guaranteed. I mean, we don't exactly have a great track record of making vaccines for coronaviruses. It's no. not an easy thing. To, <laughs> it's not something that, that can normally be done. So you're not, you don't know that you're going to even be able to get one because it's a coronavirus and they're, they're not always easy to deal with. So. Now, with all this, you know, and as a musician, like I mean, I assume you're starting to get shows booked again. Well, so we've had plenty of of asks, but you know, with you know myself and a couple others of the band, you know, we we have some high risk people that we're around. So uh -huh. the only ones we're really accepting at this point are maybe outdoor gigs. We we have some outdoor festivals, oh. maybe where we can be outdoors, you know, and up on a stage. You know, possibly if it was a venue where where the band it was a high enough stage, you have some more distance, and we have our own entrance and exit door. You know, something like that. Just because it's you know that's one thing you don't want to be is in a, if you're high risk, you right. don't want to be in a in a crowded room where you're sharing air 
with everybody. If, if you're not high risk, then, then that's, you know, that's, that's your decision. And, and you can go out there and get sick, get over it and you'll be fine. And, and now you can't give it to me, you know, and, and, and then maybe then I'll be able to mix and mingle a little bit later, but, and I know I may not be high risk. There's been if, iffy stuff about asthma people. I've heard the, the, the news changes daily on, on what's, what's good and bad, but, but I'm, I'm erring on the side of safety because, because I can, I know some people don't have that uh, luxury. And, and so no judgment on their part. They, it, some people, they, they got to pay the bills. And uh, that's kind of sad if, if you got to choose your health over, you know, choose bills over health because you don't have another choice, but hopefully we can, hopefully we can get that fixed and get, you know, get people the support they need more, you know, more support, and, you know, they've gotten a little bit, but. Well, and you see a lot of these, uh, like up here, a lot of these musicians, they can't, they're, they're just, you know, pushing down doors to get through to play right now. So I've seen a lot of different reactions. Like some, some are holding like, you know, I know like um, a couple of bands that they're just doing a solo with the lead right now. And the rest of the band doesn't feel comfortable coming out yet. Yeah. And then I've seen it where everybody's ready and willing and they don't care and they want to play. But the thing is, is everyone's got different, you know, um, it is issues. Cause I mean, if you do this full time, yeah, you know, just like with us, if, if the bands um, aren't working and the venues are closed, country road entertainment doesn't make money. Right. Because all, all of our services are geared to the industry. So, right. and I mean, I, I understand that whole thing, but like I have, I just got a contract for a photo shoot that I'm doing in two weeks. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do half of it outside and we're going to do the other half inside once you get playing, but I'm not going to be in there for more than 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to be masked and I'm going to go right. because like this specific venue is very tight. Yeah. You know, big stage, yeah. small dance floor. You're going to, uh, that just in the you know, in hand sanitizer, the whole body. Yeah. I mean, the, and the biggest thing is just to, because we've all been cooped up and, and the tensions are high. So it's the, the, it's real easy. People are just, it's real easy to just explode. And, and, but you have to, you just really have to remain calm and just have patience with each other. And, you know, we come from, there's, well, you know, there's more than two, but you know, to simplify, there's, you know, two points of view, but there's, there's multiple, but just because someone has a different point of view doesn't mean, you know, you have to attack them or they need to attack you. And you just, you have to come from a, a, I don't know, I guess we got to do more, more listening, (laughs) and less less talking at each other and and kind of understand where each person's coming no one everybody i know i i i know everybody i know they're good people you know everybody's got a good heart i I, you know i maybe in my entire life i've i've run across a couple of evil people that truly are you know they want to do harm to people that i personally knew but other than that everyone that I've that in my life has, has been good hearted people. And, and most of them have, have, you know, impacted my life in a positive way. I mean, that, you know, they personally helped me get to where I am, where I am. And, and if, if we looked at everybody that way, that most 99% of the people out there are that way, we're all good hearted people. We want to help each other. We have different experiences, you know, so that can come across, you know, uh, negatively sometimes it shouldn't but because we experienced it differently then somehow you know there, there's a disconnect but mm-hmm. just because we experienced it differently it, we just have to be more understanding with each other especially in a time because 
tensions are high. You know, people are yeah. people are broke. You know, and people and people are looking for someone to blame. And and you know, who are you going to blame? I mean, it's it's a it's a mess. No one was prepared for this. And you could say maybe we should have been prepared for it, but you know, it, we can stockpile ventilators because that's probably the number one weakness is our lungs. But if something else came along that didn't need ventilators, we wouldn't be prepared for it. I mean, it's, but you know, basically you learn from your mistakes and, mm -hmm. and, and you move forward. And something I learned in sports as a child is, you know, if you, if you don't win, if you know, something goes wrong, if you don't win, you can, you can make changes or you can make excuses. And so we just need to make changes and, and move forward together. And, and that's, no, I agree. And it's, you know, I've been saying to everybody, because everyone's like, in, you know, like you were saying with the tensions being so high, yeah. what are we going to do? What's going to be the new normal? Make it your own new norm. You know, be, yeah. you know, I mean, take, look at the silver lining, be, you know, be a positive human being and make your own normal. Don't worry about what everyone else is saying. Don't worry about what social media tells you. Don't worry about yeah. Yeah, my goodness, but please yeah. don't do what social media is telling you. I mean, look, look to, look to, look to people you respect, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and the people you, strangers you pass on the street, they're, the, they're, they're trying to do the same thing you are. They're trying to pay mm -hmm. bills. They're trying to feed their kids. They're trying to keep a roof over their head. You, you're the same person. You really, we might think we're, we're, you know, so different that we can't get, but we're not, we're, we're, we're so much alike everybody, even if you have differing views on, on hot topics of, of politics, you're, you're all trying to do the same thing. And, and, you know, why not, you know, give somebody a hand, you know, and, and have some patience. You know, I a hundred percent agree. 100%. And the, and the thing is, is if, if you exercise a little patience and a little self-control, you'll find that everything just kind of falls back into place, you know? Yes. Really? I, hard, young, I was a reactionary person in my earlier years and it was, it wasn't healthy. You know, I, I would react to everything. And so you know, I guess with age comes wisdom, you know, to learn to just not react, take it in. And tr I, I've learned to try to understand where the other person's coming from before I respond, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that I, I don't take, I try not to take things. I try not to, it's easier. So I try not to take things personally. I try to take things that the, this person is in a circumstance that's, that's causing her to behave this way. And, and, and I don't know that circumstance. So I need to, you know, maybe, you know, leave some room for, some grace and understanding in that, that, that they're, they're, they're in something that I don't get. And, and I need to, you know, <clears throat> respond accordingly. Oh, well, I, uh, used to be working in it. I was a very reactive type. You're <laughs> <laughs> constantly under attack. And it's like the older I get, I'm like, I got to calm down. I'm going to have a heart attack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, well, it's actually bad for you. Let me, I mean, you might be acting out people, but it's bad for you, you know? Well, I, I, every time my arm would start hurting, I'm like, oh, <laughs> the, the left arm, <laughs> yeah, the left arm. And then my watch goes up, starts actually was doing it yesterday. And it's like, things skyrocket. Your, your blood pressure is bumping like an alarm's going off. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Breathe, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Play some country music. Play some Billy Shaw Jr. Oh. <laughs> so we're just uh we're about out of time here. Let's get in some plugs for you. So uh, let's tell the folks where they can find you online. Oh yeah, BillyShawJr.com, which it's take to my Facebook. Billy Shaw, Billy Shaw Jr. everywhere basically. Billy Shaw Jr. Instagram, but 
mainly we you're going to find most of our info on on facebook is really where you're going to find everything but you might see a something pop across twitter or something like that but and uh your your wife is your manager yes <laughs> jessica, awesome. jessica northy she she's a bomb bomb manager i mean that's no isn't it the bomb I don't know. The bomb, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, what are the kids saying these days? I don't know. I can never keep track. My, my, <laughs> I told my daughter, I'm like, I, I don't understand any of the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I mean, we had like, thank, we you had, like all, thank you all for hanging out with us. That, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was a great time. Great time. It was good to get to know you. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we picked you up some new followers here today. That'd be um, that'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. You know, a lot of our regular uh, watchers and listeners, they're just big on finding, you know, new music to chase, you know, and that's what we're here for. Well, that that is great. And I and I love you all. I mean that. I love you all out there. Yeah, we we, we all love you all. Actually, <laughs> you, we're all here. We're all doing something. So. Yeah. Well, thanks again for, for coming on, Billy. Thanks, we'll Eddie. Have, we got to have you on again sometime. Yeah, and, that'd be great. You know, and uh, say hello to the wife and the, and the doggies over there. You know, I'm surprised they didn't come and attack you again. They've been pretty calm the rest of the day. They've, they've kind of wandered her in. I put my guitar in the way so they can't get to me. <laughs> oh, okay. So he cheated. I did some strategery. Strategery? And okay. And then the dogs are going to be upset with you afterwards. They're not going to even probably. Talk. They're yeah. probably pee- peeing on my shoes right now. Oh. We, we locked him. We locked up our dog in the crate three times yesterday, and on the third time, he's like, "Screw you!" We come home, and the the bottom pan is just full of pee and it's like uh, <laughs> oh he's pissed yeah, he had enough he had enough well i mean we we kept leaving in and out in and out we can't when he was a puppy he was he was trying to dig through the drywall so oh, can't and and we have to put on we have four three or four padlocks on the crate now because he's figured out how to get out of it smart 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 well, it didn't help him. I, I I made a mistake of putting him in there with my, because it's a big crate, put him in there with my best friend's dog and the other dog. I came in just as the dog was pushing the door opening, teaching my dog how to do it. <laughs> and I got locks. I'm like, seriously, I, I need like a, like a fortress of solitude for this dog. To <laughs> oh, well. All right, Billy. <laughs> it's been fun. It has been fun. Thank you. And stay backstage. We'll uh, catch up with you here in a moment. All right. All right. All right, folks, that wraps up another great show. Billy Shaw Jr. Um, Just like he said, you know, you could just Google him and he pops up all over the place and check him out. Like his Facebook page, follow his Facebook page. Um, That way, once they get back on the road and they're out there playing, you know where they're going to be next. Uh, With that being said, we will see you next time. Again, my name is Eddie Smith. This is Inside Studio CRE. We are part of Country Road Entertainment. And have a great week.